We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is March 27, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is up, bro? Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing <laughs> bong. That's a, I'm great. I'm wonderful. I, anytime you can beat the Knicks is a good time. Then you beat the Nets. Both of them coming off of their you know, back-to-back against Miami. I love that the uh, the scheduling went our way for once, and uh, it was it was good to see us capitalize. That Miami nightlife is undefeated. The win over the Knicks on Thursday, the win Sunday night over the Brooklyn Nets, the New York sweep this weekend feels pretty good. Three in a row for the Magic. We'll talk about what that means for standings and playing implications, all of that kind of stuff coming up in a bit. But we started whispering this. I think we might have mentioned it on the last episode. If you are familiar with the show, you know, the last year, you remember the draft lottery watch party that we put on last year. Obviously, the Magic win the number one overall pick. Everybody goes crazy. But if you're not that familiar with us and if you don't follow us on social media, first of all, please go ahead and do that. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. But we posted a clip a couple of days ago of basically like our reaction from last year's draft lottery. And Luke, I've seen that video a thousand times. I still get chills and get emotional. And as they're like going through the picks, my heart starts pounding. I still have this like visceral reaction to that video. Do you? Yeah. Uh, Mine's just like, I I just smile through the whole thing. It's like, there's nothing better than, than watching something that is typically intense for you and the tension is high and getting to watch it back knowing the end result and uh you get to do that with that video and that clip's a lot of fun a lot of people hadn't seen it which i thought was interesting and uh you know we were able to link them to our youtube so you could watch the whole thing it was just uh it was an incredible night so you mentioned the tension of that 
while I'm watching it, I still very much feel <laughs> that tension. Like the amount of stress that we had. And the, the cool thing about the draft, I guess it's not really cool, but it's a funny thing about the draft lottery is the further you go, the more excited you get, but the more stressed you become. Because mm-hmm. you're like, man, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. It would suck to just like kind of barely miss that. And even though I know the result each time I watch that, there's still a part of me that's like, maybe we're not going to, maybe, maybe that was a dream. Maybe we didn't actually get the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's just like, ah, oh, that's right. We have Paolo Bancaro, don't we? The rookie you, of the year. We get the fifth we? pick. And then you're like, you realize you were watching the year before that's video. And then it's all all right. And you watch the real one. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, we bring up last year's draft lottery watch party to let you all know that we are running it back. We are, we are doing another one uh, as it's pretty much all but done that the magic will not be able to make the plan. It's just uh, statistically, it's incredibly unlikely. So we decided, Hey, we want to make this bigger and better than it even was last year. We're going to start planning it now. So uh, if you're on, if you're listening on podcasts, we're going to put the link uh, to the Google form in the description. If you're on YouTube, it's going to be in the description as well. Last year, Luke, we started pushing the draft lottery watch party about a month before. And before the lottery started, we had 111 RSVPs. We've been pushing this now for four days. Right now, we have 240 RSVPs, which is just crazy to think about. We had probably close to 200 people show up with 111 RSVPs last year. Maybe it's going to be three, 400 people. I have no idea. We're still kind of working out what venue we're going to do this at. The venue that we were at last year, it's just it's not going to be an option for us. So just kind of hang tight for details, but it's going to be Tuesday, May 16th, most likely at 7 o'clock. Last year, the draft lottery started at 8. Party started at 7, so we're going to shoot for a, a similar window there. But if you're on social media, you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can find our posts about it. We've been posting the link there. But if you're on YouTube or you're just listening in your car you know, to the podcast, you can go into the podcast episode description and find the RSVP link. So it's just going to ask you for your name, whether or not you're coming, and then uh, including yourself, how many people are going to be attending with you. So if it's you and your significant other, that's two people. If it's just you, you'll say one. Or if you're bringing 11 people, let us know that you're bringing 11 people. We need to let the venue know how many people to expect for this. So uh, we're still about seven weeks out, plenty of time, but really looking forward to that. So I hope you guys will join us again. That's going to be May 16th, around seven o'clock, it, I, I guess, is when the party's going to start. So mark it on your calendar now, request off of work, request the next day off, because if we win, <laughs> party's going to go probably late into the night. We'll be talking about the magic all day the next day. So I'm, I'm probably going to take that day off just so that we can you know pump out content and start looking at film for whoever you know is slated where we're going to be taken so um that's going to be a lot of fun and then we talked about luke the last episode these paolo bobbleheads that foco is releasing they're up for pre-order now they're really really sick you guys can find uh, them at foco foco.com go ahead and pre-order and get your paolo bancaro bobblehead let's get into the state of the magic luke the magic three and oh First three-game winning streak since December when the Magic won six games in a row, which brings them to a record of 32-43, and 43, officially a 10-win improvement 
on last season's mark. I think it's the, the best mark in the Eastern Conference so far. They still have the fifth worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. Now four and a half games back of Chicago for the final playing spot. One and a half games back of Indiana at 11. They are one and a half uh, games back of Washington at 12. On the year, the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.7, which ranks 26th in the NBA. They have a defensive rating of 114.1, which is good for 19th in the league. Overall net rating, negative 2.2, which is 25th in the league. Jonathan Isaac obviously out for the rest of the season. And Jalen Suggs returned to the lineup Sunday night against the Brooklyn Nets after missing four games with a concussion. Luke, I want to talk about this. Each week we go through the state of the Magic and we look take a look at the standings. And forever now, since like December, since the Magic go on that run, we've been sitting at 13th. Like The Magic have not been able to, to jump to 12. But now, seven games left for the Magic, four and a half games back of Chicago. You're a game and a half back of Indiana, a game and a half back of Washington. And Kevin, the the math whiz that he is, he went through and just kind of went through the the potential possibilities for the Magic to make the play. And I'm just going to run through a few of these. Magic, if they go seven and zero, Chicago would have to go three and five. If the Magic goes six and one, Chicago has to go two and six. If the Magic go five and two, Chicago has to go one and seven. If the Magic go four and three, Chicago has to go zero oh and eight. Yeah, yeah, I um, I'm 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 so it's safe to say that it's I'm I'll still say at my my one percent chance that I gave a, a week or two ago, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I listen at this point. I'm just looking at the lottery as the Magic continue to win or lose games. I'll I will uh, just continue to stress out about that, and that's really um, I I do find myself looking toward the lottery, and and that's really it. Yeah, Kev put it in this tweet. He said, "Mathematically, still possible as we've known for a while. Highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, any mix of." Chicago, you know, wins four or Orlando loses four and it's over. So the Magic have to, at the very least, go four and three the rest of the way and hope for a Chicago miracle to make the play. And so it is, it's over. We, we've known this for weeks now, but for it to be March 27th, Luke, and now it is essentially officially over. Like Chicago beating the Lakers ended it really like if if Chicago loses and the Magic win and now you're sitting at three and a half games with seven to go it's like all right still pretty much over but then all of a sudden the Magic only need to you know win three games if you know the the Bulls lose out or whatever but yeah just really very very much over now Uh, and yeah our attention really goes to the lottery but before we get to the lottery Luke and before we start talking about the Knicks game from Thursday and then the Nets game from Sunday night. We're going to give a special shout out to the folks that help financially support the show, our lovely patrons. If you'd like to join our Patreon and our patron community and be one of our lovely patrons, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show, which for $2 a month, you can help support the show and plus some other tiers. You can get some additional benefits. We shout out our brand new patrons whenever we have them. And we shout out our hall of fame and elite tier patrons every single episode. Let's go ahead and do that now. Let's shout out 
The Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, The Distract, Donkey Punch Dave, It's Not OKK, Deseo Kiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&Ms, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty, Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Recon, Shahin 177, Bobby the Don, Himlo, Ban Himro, Arm Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Spank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, Fanimal 72, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Bull Bull, his first name is his last name, and only Franz. A big shout out to our elite tier and our Hall of Fame tier patrons and all of our patrons. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Luke, so bing bong. Coming into Thursday night, the Magic had lost twice to the New York Knicks on the season, the last being February 7th in Orlando. Jalen Brunson goes crazy in the fourth quarter, and this is kind of where the discussion around end-of-game situations, if you're up three, should teams be allowed to foul? Because in that game, Magic were down three. Trying to get back into that game, they're fouling, make their free throws. Magic get the ball back. New York Knicks are fouling, so the Magic can't get off a three, and we've kind of gone into this discussion, but you lose that game. And going coming into this game, no Jalen Brunson for the New York Knicks, so you felt like you had a little bit of a chance going into this one. Again, they had a loss to the Heat the night before in Miami, like we talked about, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, but really... Impressive performance by the Magic. A gritty win. We're able to pull it out. Uh, 40% from the three-point line. Good shooting night for the Magic. Cole Anthony was phenomenal. Paolo Bancura was great. Wendell was great. Franz was great. The usual suspects. 
and Magic get a big win over the New York Knicks at home. We didn't have those loud let's go Knicks chants, you know, towards the end of the game. Magic just played really well uh, and able to come out with a win, Luke. Yeah, so I I got to go to this game and the only time that it got really overwhelming Knicks was when they started to kind of mount the comeback. Um, the the crowd became deafening. And I had brought a, a buddy along with me. And it was similar to when we played the Heat. And the Heat fans just overtook the arena at one point. Just like the tension was building and they had a ton of momentum. That is still a terrifying feeling. Like when the... Like it reminded me of an away game. Of course, we know what that is as Magic fans and what that feels like because of being in Amway and these big market teams come in and do this to you. But it was I was super proud of the team for being able to extend every time the lead got within single digits again, whatever the case might have been. They continue to show just maturity and, and were able to to get it done. And I was just, like I said, very impressed uh, by the team. Um, Paolo Bancaro, it doesn't matter how many times that I've gotten, gotten to see him play in person this year. He's always impressive to me. Like just to see him in person and the way that he just can easily get to the basket um, makes it a little frustrating you know, for him to do things like go 7 of 17 because when he does score uh, those baskets, it looks extremely easy. Um, but again, like, like you said, you shouted out a lot of these guys that were able to get things done. I mean, it, it was, it was awesome. Wendell, obviously seven of 13 with his 16 points, eight rebounds. Um, Markel presence has always felt right. And those type of things, the bench unit was a lot of fun. Cole Anthony, um, was, was great. Mo Wagner shooting eight free throws. There was a lot to like about this game and, and I'm just, happy that we were able to get the win against them at home. You talked about the comeback of the Knicks. Magic had two separate 19-point leads mm-hmm. in this game. And the Knicks, like like you mentioned, kind of got it back into striking distance each time. And I tweeted this during the game, but one of the next steps for the Magic is going to be able to learn, like, once you're up and you have a lead like that, like, you just got to keep extending it, you know, for a few more minutes, especially a team had a tough loss the night before in Miami. It's the second night of a back-to-back. They're on the road. Like You turn that 19-point lead into like a 24-25 point lead, break their will, and then the game's over. Like You have a, a pretty fairly easy fourth quarter at that point, but instead, Magic let the Knicks get back into it, kind of, you know, trim that deficit. And then, you I mean, it, it wasn't super close. Like, down the end, you know, the Magic made the plays that they need to in, in the fourth quarter. Everybody had big shots. Like Cole had a big shot. Gary had a big shot. Wendell, Paolo, Markel obviously always has big shots. But you make the plays that you need to to win games. But that's going to be the next step, I think, for the Magic, Luke. Is like when you're up and you've like you've got a, a team like you know dead to rights, put them out of their misery. Stop giving them opportunities to to get back into the game. And we saw this tonight against the Nets a, a little bit. Now, I think the the Nets, again, second night of a back-to-back, not as talented, obviously, as the New York Knicks and not as good as the Knicks now that all the the trades have gone down outside of Mikhail Bridges. I mean, I know we'll talk about that game, but Magic get big lead, and not to the extent of the Knicks game, but 
started to kind of let the Nets get back into it. But that's, for me, what I would like to see next. I know it's a young team. They're going to be inconsistent. We've seen it all year long. But we're allowed to say what the team needs to get. We're still allowed to do that, right? We're still like, hey, guys, get better at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen as they just continue to get more reps together. And, you know, it, hopefully after this season, we, we see some more growth in that department because we know what they're capable of. You mentioned they're on a three-game winning streak. They've been able to put teams away. You're up by 19 twice on the Knicks. You eventually just eke out the win, right? Like, But with the Nets, you're up by 20. And like you're just able to mount these leads. The Knicks' biggest lead in that game, Jonathan, was four. The Nets' biggest lead in this game tonight was five. So... You know, and the Nets have a good thing with uh, with Bridges, obviously there. I don't think that the rest of their team is awesome by any means, but they've got a lot of pieces that could be there once the Nets do get the answer. So I I was just happy to see that we're the ones making these leads, jumping out to these leads, and then you just got to work on not letting go of them, and then also not letting the other team mount these leads. Each of these last couple games, we've seen that. I'm totally good with the Nets, for the record, not getting the answer for a while for a team that had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and fumbled the entire bag. Like, you you guys don't get the answer for a while. Like, have fun with Mikael Bridges. A lot of fun. Again, we'll talk more about that game in a second. But, yeah, good win for the Magic. You needed it. It's good to see this team stay competitive, keep fighting. We know that they're seeing the standings. And just kind of do the math like, hey, we probably don't have a shot at this, but we saw this last year, 22-win team. And until the the final buzzer of the very final game of the season, Magic continue to play their butts off, you know, continue to fight. And yeah, that's why we love our Orlando Magic. So Sunday, as you're sitting and watching the Nets game, I hope, well, actually, no, that wouldn't have been Sunday. That would have been Friday. Hmm. Well, anyways, Friday, while you're sitting around doing who knows what, <laughs> I hope you took advantage of. 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. Every day following a Magic victory, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. Seven games left, and then it's going to be like you know five, six months without code MAGICWIN and 50% off Papa John's pizza. Make sure you take advantage of it while you still can. But let's talk about this Nets game, Luke. I mean, honestly, the story for the Nets, Mikhail Bridges. 44 points. He had 19, I believe, in the first quarter. Started the game like 7 of 11. Uh, just destroying the magic. It was 7 of 11 or was it 9 of 11 in the, the first quarter? Whatever it was, it was ridiculous. But if we get away from that first quarter, Luke, like the magic handled their business the entire night. Like if, if we're going back and we're looking at the box score of this game, first quarter, 25 to 24, Brooklyn, McHale had 19 of those 25 points. You go the rest of the way, second quarter, Magic, 36 to 26. Third quarter, 32 to 23. And the, the fourth quarter, when the game was mostly decided for most of the fourth quarter, uh, saw some garbage time minutes. Orlando got outscored 27 to 32. But you take away McHale Bridges' 44 points tonight and just some ridiculous shot making at, in certain stretches in this game. Cam Thomas played well, 18 points for the Nets. But 106 points of the Magic gave up really solid 
defensive performance. I know we're not talking about, you know, one of the best you know, offensive teams in the league now with the Brooklyn Nets, but it was good to see the Magic take care of business and get up big and never game really never got all that close uh, in the fourth quarter. Again, you know, last few minutes, you know, garbage time. We saw, you know, a Chuma OKK, you know, sighting tonight, which we has been pretty sparing over the last few weeks here. But the biggest thing for me is eight out of the nine rotation guys, like Goga got six minutes tonight. Chuma got almost four minutes. Admiral got uh, almost three minutes. But the rest of the guys, Franz, Paolo, Wendell, Gary, Markel, Cole, Mo, Mo Wagner, Jalen, and Caleb Houston, everybody but Caleb Houston out of the typical nine rotation guys all scored in double figures. I think it's the third time that that's happened this season, and it's only the 13th time in franchise history, Luke. Jamal Mosley talks about offense needs to be by committee. One night it's going to be this guy. One night it's going to be that guy. Tonight it was the whole committee. Tonight it was everybody. Mm-hmm. And they played really well and took care of business and, and got a good win at home. I maybe it sounds weird to say this, and maybe just some people chalk it up to hindsight's twenty twenty. But Bridges scores that much, that many points, and puts up that. Quick many. question for you: I don't mean to interrupt you. You're the grammar guy. Mm. When you're talking about Mikhail owning something, is it Bridges or is it Bridges? Just Bridges. That's so weird to me. If like he owns like, like I was I was like doing possessive. the post game and I was like I was like forty four points. Is it is it Mikhail Bridges forty four points or is it Mikhail Bridges is forty four points? Nah, so that was, yeah. So it's Bridges and it's just the apostrophe after the S. The, True. I knew. See, if had I read it like read it, good Riddit. man. That's a good whole other grief, grammar lesson. Chronicle of read it. Chronicle <laughs> of read it. Had I wrote that, I would have got it right. But in my mind, just could Bridges not compute. Is. Love that. Bridges is so Bridges my, is, 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 is my point about Bridges is, is um in his forty four is that he had his nineteen in the first quarter and they were up one and I was like nobody else looked good that quarter for them I feel pretty good about this any time a dude scores nineteen in a quarter and they're only up one don't matter doesn't matter what quarter you're in you feel good. And I also knew this guy's not Kevin Durant, who hung 45 on us last time we played the Nets. They got the win. That was the difference. But I just don't think Bridges was able to impact winning tonight in that way because his cast is just not there. But it also goes to show me, and what I already thought was the case, was he's just not really built to, to be the number one guy on a team. I think he was maybe uh, you know getting a little bit of the short end of the stick in Phoenix because he was surrounded by that talent that he that he was around. But at the same time, I I think that uh, he's probably like a number two. I would say a number two, number three. I don't know where Which you put him. Which is crazy to say because in in Phoenix he was like he looks like a fourth or fifth best yeah. guy on a championship team, mm-hmm. and now he's like, oh, this kid is like could be an all star. He'd be a really really great three. Um, Number three option for the magic, for the magic. A hey, what was that man's contract look like? Is what I want to know because he. I'm he pretty looked, sure he signed an extension not that long ago. Like <laughs> Brooklyn's got him under wraps for a bit. I think. I'll, I don't think they're going to be trading him anytime soon. Whatever he wants, I'll give it. It's not about him. It's about Brooklyn. Brooklyn probably want a lot. Yeah, but I need him to want also play here. So like, we need to give away enough that like our team is still great. I don't know. He was good, but anyway. 
he scores 19 in the first. I really feel fine about our chances. I even laid down a little uh little betty bet on this one on the magic money line. I did it last no against the Wizards a couple games ago too. You live bet it, yeah. I live bet it a couple games ago. Tonight, I didn't mind it. I when Jalen Suggs was ruled in, I was like, ah, all right. We've got basically everybody. Just let's just do it. So I had faith in the guys. I really did. Um, especially like I said, coming off that back to back. I'm glad that they were able to get it done. And you go three and zero at home. So it's awesome. But I you know, I I am sweating a little bit when it comes to the big picture here this this season. But it was interesting also, just a, another note, and we can come back to what I just talked about. But at the end of the game, Markel Fultz is getting interviewed. His bobbleheads go out tonight. Those looked awesome. Um, he loved them, which was great to see. But in the post game, he made a comment about something along the lines of playing for the bigger picture or something like that. He didn't mention we're playing for the play-in, we're gunning for the play-in, whatever the verbiage that they had been using. We've we've noticed this. I don't think are, we've heard that. I don't think we've heard anyone on the team say the word play-in in close to two weeks. Yeah. And you, you, Markel had a, if there was any doubt, Markel had a chance to, to shut people up about, oh, you guys aren't talking about the plan. He said, we're playing for like the bigger picture or something along those lines. I, uh, you know, we, do we, do we see this front office kind of, you know, talk, yeah, just hitting the brakes, pull it back a little bit. Jalen, man, he, he came back for that game, but, I don't know. He he failed a concussion test. So um again, so he's gonna have to go back out. You know, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna actually see, uh we're gonna we need to self report this to the league. Jalen Suggs actually failed the concussion <laughs> protocol before the game, and we have to forfeit this game <laughs> to the Nets, actually. We're gonna need you to change that W to an L NBA. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I don't know. You know what it is though? I it was I'm trying to look at the schedule and be like, all right, where did like where did it really end? And it was the West Coast road trip. Like mm-hmm. that's like before the West Coast road trip, when they're like meeting with the beat like pretty regularly, and you know Kobe prices at practice on the road. They don't really do that all that much. I know on the road they don't really get time to practice. So if we go back, February twenty seventh, the win at New Orleans, loss on the first at Milwaukee. The win at Charlotte on March 3rd, you're, like you're still in it there. Then you lose three straight at home, Portland, Milwaukee, Utah. You have the double, you have the overtime win at Miami. And the talk about the plan started to slow down there. But then you have the the one and three road trip, 14, 16th uh, losses to San Antonio. And in Phoenix, you beat the Clippers, then you lose to the Lakers. And at that point, like the season's like very super duper much over. But let's talk about this and let's talk about the big picture because this is actually a perfect segue for what I wanted to go into. Like we've talked about this and the guys talking about the big picture and we're, we're talking about, hey, are they going to kind of shut it down the rest of the way here? We talked about the Eastern Conference standings, but looking at the league standings, Magic are fifth worst record in the league. You're a, ga- a half game behind Portland who they're shutting down everyone right now. You're a game back of Washington. You're a game back of Indiana. The Magic could win two games in a row and go from fifth 
two, six, seven to like eighth worst record in the league pretty quickly here with a couple of wins. So don't know that the Magic are going to do that. Seven games left. I'm not going to argue with any of the decisions that they make here, but you could really alter your playoff odds. We'll look at the tankathon, Luke, but mm-hmm. you, you, you and I yeah. going back to August, September, when we're talking about what this team could be, I don't know about you, but I feel super like we've been on the money. Like from the jump with this team, people were talking about, you know, the 26 and a half game, you know, under over for the magic. And a lot of people were like, no, like that is probably where they should be. And we were like, no, absolutely not. Now we're here at 32 wins after you start five and 20. And each step here didn't have Markel at the beginning of the season. We're like, hey, this is going to get really ugly. It was really ugly. You're five and 20. And then we were like, all right, maybe making the play in isn't the goal anymore, but being super close and like barely missing it should be the goal. And here we are, March 27th. And that's exactly what is going to happen. I feel vindicated. Do you feel vindicated? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, I, of course, when we were five and 20, I was like, man. We're so screwed with that over under. <laughs> We're so screwed. We did uh, have but, a few conversations at that time. Like, yeah, it's not looking so good right now. Well, at this point, that was your first 25 games. Since then, you've played 50. And this team has gone 27 and 23 in their last 50. I feel good about that. Because that's not 500 basketball. You're four games under five over 500. I... Just wonder, I mean, I don't, what's that even percentage? I hate to do live math on the show because it's my least favorite thing in the world. But if you're winning 27, um, let's see, of your 50, what percentage is that? 54% win percentage? Above 500, baby. 54%. So you're winning 54% of your games. You give us 82 games, we're rocking. We're rocking at that point. That would be 44 wins. 44. That's an incredible season. Now, Which I just, would absolutely not only put you in the play and it would put you in the playoffs mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, we got a few games to go. So probably still looking at the play in, but we much better than where we're sitting now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, and you, you're not talking 10 seed play either. You're talking seven. Um, right. Maybe eight. You're, you're hosting the play in at seven. And then, you know, you're hosting if you're an eight and you win that first matchup against the seven. Or no, that's wrong. Incorrect. But at the seven seed, you are hosting the play-in. It's just a much different season. And it, it really has been like the the tale of, you know, these last 50 games versus the first 25. I I just, there's nothing that I hate more than that 5-20 and 20 start. It just, it grinds my gears, some would say. So, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. What happens, happens, you know, down the stretch here. You talk about if you're going from the fifth best odds to eighth, ninth. I know that, you know, some people might just want the number one or nothing. I want the top four. I want to jump up into the top four. I don't want our name to be announced when it comes at this position that it's slotted at before the lottery begins. Because if you're the fifth where you're at right now, you have a 42% chance at the top four. If you find yourself sliding to that eight spot, even nine spot, you're at 29%, seven spots, much of the same. The big jump happens from six best odds to seventh or worse. 
because at six, where Portland's at right now, you're at 37. Then you plummet eight percentage points from there. Because right now, from fifth to sixth, where the you know Magic are at fifth, it's only 5% difference at top four. Don't get me wrong. I want all the percentage points I can to get to the top four. But it's not that terrible if you and Portland switch. It does get a little dicey if if you are able to rattle off another even three in a row, two in a row. I there's gotta be some games lost in here, unfortunately, but we'll see. Well, let's take a look at this. So Chicago, obviously, like no one is is catching them like in between mm-hmm. now and then. Like the magic would just have to go on a run and hope that Indiana or Washington doesn't also go on a run. But looking at the Bulls schedule here, so they play the Clippers tomorrow, second night of a back-to-back. If they win another game, it's going to shift everything a little bit more in their favor. And the Magic, we don't play until Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Magic play Tuesday at Memphis. So this is this is kind of it's, it's, it's areas of you know, shades of gray. You know, it's a you're in between a rock and a hard place because there's going to be people that say no, you should just lose and try to get the best lottery odds. And there's going to be people say no, like we're building something, like we have a lot of momentum right now. I see. I literally, I see both sides here because yes, the Magic end up with a top three, four pick here, and and you're you're core of your roster is set probably for the next 10 years if you hit on that pick. The Magic hit the number one overall pick and you add Victor Wembanyama to this team with Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. I see a championship before I die. Like I'm, I like truly believe that. That trio of like young players, like you're talking about a potential Russ, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Does Franz hit MVP level? Most likely not. Like, you're talking about a truly, truly special young core. Like, up there with any conversation young cores in the history of the NBA, you have those three guys on the same roster. I start getting really, like, just insufferable. I promise. When we're talking about other teams. I promise you, if this team, (laughs) if the Magic's name is not called where they're slotted and we get to the commercial break and we're in the top four and you announce four and it's not us. You announce three. It's not us. You announce two and it's not us. I promise you, I'm there are several people in that venue just getting woken up by people fanning their face. I'm passing out. I'm hitting the floor. (laughs) I'm hitting the floor. And I, I will like my dad seeing the Easter bunny on Easter for the first time when he was little, I'm hitting the floor. All right. Absolutely, I'm. 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 I might get concussed. I don't know, but I. I genuinely. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Of Luke, just <laughs> yeah, just fan just, just give me, douse just, me with water. Oh my gosh, dude. dude! I. I would like you would be insufferable. I don't know what it would take to wake me up. I don't know. I really don't. But um, it's so man. crazy because like we've lived that before. Like mm-hmm. we're like as we're talking about the preparations for the draft lottery watch party again. <laughs> I've just come back to like. I will be chasing the high of last year's draft lottery for the rest of my life. And we were so excited at getting the number one overall pick. And we didn't even know who it was going to be. Mm-mm. It wasn't one of those years where, oh, this is clearly the guy at the top. 
There was nobody generational. Dude, like you, you get the number one pick, thought. and all of a sudden it's like we want Wemby. Like mm-hmm. it just, like it just becomes what, that kind of you know draft lottery, and I that just gets me so excited. So part of me is like, let's start sitting guys. But then the other thing is like, hey, you're playing so well. How many guys are you going to have to sit? Mm-hmm. You have to sit three, four guys at you, this point. I feel yeah. like the way this team is playing to like. Give your chance to give yourself a really good chance to lose these games. Mm-hmm. You'd have to They're be playing getting, too well right now. You'd have to be getting consistent burn from Chuma OKK and Admiral and and Bataze for for me to even think that Kevon Michael Carter Jace Williams Rub. dust them off, dust them off, get in there, bud. We got some games to lose. Listen, Michael <laughs> Carter Williams comes in, loses us a couple of games, and we get Wemby. I will start the GoFundMe for will, Michael Carter Williams statue outside I, of Amway. I want MCW to just come. I want them to dust them off, get them in the game, and tell them you're the number one option. Go play your little heart out. Make them. And the this isn't point. like a slight at MCW by any means, but like if he just went like double agent zero and was like, <laughs> "Nah, we are losing these games, boys," and then dude, we end up with the number one overall pick, like that dude would be immortalized. Incredible. Incredible. Um, there is the flip side of this, Jonathan, where you start maybe getting very nervous about that Bulls pick, not conveying as high as you would like it to. I listen, man, you look at it right now, as it stands, the Bulls would play the Raptors in round one of the play in. The Bulls win that, they you know, they end up playing uh the winner of Heat and Hawks. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect when it comes when it comes to the play in. It's a March Madness type feel. Anybody can win. But uh you gotta expect the Bulls will be, you know, going all out to try to obviously win and they're gonna be playing the Rosen and Vu they're gonna play playing everybody freaking close to forty eight minutes at that point. But because they need to get as far away as they can so they, they can get the pick too. The front office is gonna be like Telling Billy, run these guys into the ground. We need to get out of the plan. We need to make the playoffs so that this pick isn't very good in general. But um, I, man, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I am very nervous. the The Raptors and the Hawks each have the same record, thirty seven and thirty eight. Bulls sitting behind them, half a game back. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want the Bulls to have home court, no matter what the matchup is. I've got to tell you, though, like, yes, I understand what you're saying. When I look at, like, the mock drafts, and I'm looking at, like, that 10 to 14 range where, you know, if things go right for the Bulls, they can get, you know, up to, you know, that level. Maybe, I mean, obviously less if they actually make the playoffs, but we'll we'll see. Look. The Bulls have been mid all year long. I'm not going to start freaking out about them going into the plane at this point. I'm just, I'm not going to do that to myself. I've got enough things in my life to stress out over. But you look at like that range, like Grady Dick is there, Keontae George, Jet Howard, Taylor Hendricks, you know, from UCF. Like there are guys that I would totally be fine adding to this roster. And then the other point is this other people have said this, but. Are the Magic going to add two more young guys to this roster? That's what we've been saying. 
like at what range like sure if if it is like a top six seven pick from the bulls which at this point more than likely it won't be the magic probably think a little bit harder about keeping that pick but if it's you know 10 12 13 are the magic like look we're gonna trade this pick and try to add a, a another player to to this roster with a bit more experience a, a lot of different routes that the magic can go with this pick but we've got still got a you know two weeks until we really know what all this is going to look like, if add a few more days with the Bulls and you know the the playing and and going forward, and we'll kind of know what like the back half of that lottery is you're going to look like if everything kind of goes chalk there. If the, the Bulls don't make the playoffs, they they'll make the playing, but if they don't make the actual mm-hmm. postseason, you know one through eight, there's still a chance that they jump into the top four and keep their pick. That would really be the nightmare in my opinion then you just kind of lose that asset for the year altogether but let's do this let's run the tankathon we've been talking about the odds here as it is right now the magic fifth worst record in the league they have a 42.1 percent chance of ending up in the top four a 10.5 percent chance at number one overall the bulls sitting at 11 which the pick would convey to the magic they have a 9.4 percent chance of ending up in the top four and a 2% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. We're going to go ahead and sim the lottery here once, and Magic end up with 5 and 11. Basically goes chalk, except Charlotte jumps from 4 up to 2. Houston drops a couple of spots, and uh, yeah, I mean, pretty. that's like the most boring tankathon that I've ever seen. Nothing crazy happens there, but yeah, it's... The other side of things is like the Magic have so much momentum going into the end of the season. Do you want to just keep that moving forward through the end? And then one more argument actually going the other way is how important is it for Paolo, Franz, Jalen Suggs especially to go into the offseason healthy? You're like, look, we're going to shut these guys down the last seven games. You guys had a fantastic season. Well, you're not going to shut down Paolo. I should re- retract that. Going for rookie of the year, you cannot sit Paolo the rest of the way. We we sit Paolo for seven games and Jalen Williams. I don't care if Jalen Williams scores 30 points a game the last seven games here. In my opinion, even if Paolo doesn't score another point, he should be rookie of the year. Now, these snakes in the media, that happens. The Jalen Williams agenda is going to be strong. So forget that. Paolo Bancaro, you're playing the rest of the year, my guy. We're not We're not dropping the rookie of the year bag at this point. But Franz, Jalen, Wendell, Markel, some of these other guys, how important is it that they have healthy off-seasons? You might just say, look, you've carried us as far as you can. The the boys, Golga and them boys got it from here. And by got it, you mean they don't got it. I mean the opposite, but yes. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, we're talking about tanking. At, at one point, is it like risk versus reward? Mm-hmm. The lottery... And guys going into the offseason is so big. Franz had a healthy offseason, was fantastic in Eurobasket, didn't really get an entire offseason to just like work on his game, which he will have this year. Jalen Suggs did not have a healthy offseason. He's made such big improvements and strides throughout the season, but is like just now, I believe, about to play in 50 games on the year. Played in 48 last year, I think just over 50 or, or right around there. That dude needs a healthy offseason. He needs to get in the gym and just shoot all all offseason long and come back, you know, a 35, 37% three-point shooter, give this team another dynamic. 
So what do you what do you think, Luke? Like, I I really can't decide. Whatever happens, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I get it. I don't think I would be able to decide. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I think that the reason that I yes, I'm going to stress a little bit if the Magic just continue to win, and if the Bulls continue to make that pick worse, I'll get a little nervous. But I also wonder what the front office is thinking. For all we know, front office has already made their mind up that they're going to trade their two picks if they're not in the top three. Little Jalen Brown special. Little Jalen Brown special. The the new hot news, the sexy news on the block, Jonathan, is Luka Doncic. That that gets got to drink some water. That gets me hot, that's for sure. I um, little uh, little baptismal, little splash in the <laughs> face, cold water, cool me down. I genuinely um, yeah. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of options, and that's the exciting part. That I think that regardless of result of lottery night, you can walk away happy because you know. You can sleep well at night because this front office is going to make the right decision. And if they got a little trickery up their sleeve for draft night, Amway's going to be crazy on draft night. Waiting all day, seeing what the Magic are going to do. I'm getting sick just thinking about it. My nerves are going to be through the roof. Remember remember last year, immediately after we, the lottery, we were like, let's never do this again. Mm-hmm. Like Just the amount of stress... Mm-hmm. That I carried within my frame, the the week leading up to that, especially the day of. I woke up, not last year, but the year before that. Mm-hmm. I woke up was like, I guess we're getting Cade. I was positive that day, the day of the draft lottery, that we were mind. getting the number one overall pick. You had two shots at it. I was I was convinced. Well, no, I guess if it it was if it would have jumped up, the Magic wouldn't have got it. Because they it was protected that year was was that pick unprotected? I'm I'm pretty sure it was protected. Like if the Bulls jumped up, they would have kept the pick. But I was positive. I last year I was like, let's just see what happens. And it's so crazy because once you've lived it, it almost makes it feel more possible, regardless of what the odds are. I'm going to go into that night. A little bit optimistic for whatever reason. It doesn't make any sense. Out of your mind. The mat. We talked about it on the last episode. Ninety three. You have what was it? A one point two five percent like percent chance. One percent for sure of ending up with the number one overall pick. And the Magic did it. They've done it before. 2013-2014. You see the Cavs get back to back number one overall picks. It's happened before. Why not just one more time? This is Let's where speak it into existence. This is where we differ. This is where we differ because my thinking is, we just did it. What are the chances that we're that lucky again? That's my thinking. So of course, but I I just once you've lived something, it's like, hey, I know this can happen. It can. It can. We'll see. Like that's if you why, go back through the why years, like teams the, that's why jump spend the all the pongs. time. That's why they do it. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the Zion draft? Was the Zion draft, it was 2019, right? I don't know. 
draft. I believe the Zion draft was 2019. Yes, it was. And the Pelicans had a 6% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. Hmm. And they made it happen. Hey, you know Zion's middle name is Latif? I did not know that's, that. That's kind of crazy. Anyway. And not only did that happen, but Memphis had a 6.3% chance as well of ending up with the number one, number two overall pick. And that also happened. Stranger things have happened. I don't know. Let's let's move on because uh, I, I'm just going to keep getting my hopes up, and then you know they'll eventually be crushed. Coming up this week: Tuesday at Memphis, Friday at Washington, Sunday at home versus Detroit. Another six o'clock game. Luke, what's your prediction for the week here? It's way too much rest. Way too much rest. The Magic have this week. <laughs> um. Oh brother, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you go one and two. I'll say you lose to the Grizzlies. His jaw's back. I'm gonna say you lose to the Wizards because you got them last time. I don't know that you're gonna get them this time. And you got the Pistons, who you know they're just happy to be around. And you're gonna kick the crap out of them on next Sunday. <laughs> so I, I, I do kind of need this team to lose these first two games this week, so I can feel some type of peace. But uh, I don't know if you win one of the two, I'm nervous because I just I know you're gonna dog walk Detroit next Sunday. Uh, so I I'm still one week back of you as we go into the last couple of weeks of the season here. And I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going for either a tie or I'm going to win. So I'm going to disagree with you the rest of the way here, okay. regardless of what happens. I'm going to go two and one. You lose to Memphis on Tuesday and then you beat Washington. You beat Detroit. <sighs> Detroit is just going to Detroit is like, it's getting down to the wire here. I think they're two games back of San Antonio. And like, this is the time of the year where you just go, all right, we're here. Let's see it all the way out. And you're going to see like pretty egregious stuff. Like yeah, they've lost know, five straight. Jaden Ivey's going to be out. Uh, you know, uh, Bogdanovich is going to be out if he's not already at this point. See, so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go two and one, but I'm kind of at the point now where, Hey, it is what it is. You know, the, the magic responded really well this week. I was, Starting to get a little bit annoyed with the way that they've played lately. And it's like, come on, like this. I know we're saying the season is over, but y'all can't act like the season is over yet until it's over. And they responded in a really big way this week, and it was super encouraging. Now I'm at the point where it's like, what whatever you guys want to do, I'm I'm here for it. You guys want to, you know, win the next seven games and have me feeling really good going into the next season, that's great. You guys want to start sitting guys and you want to hit the brakes and, and try to keep the odds where they are. Uh, I'm good with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven games left. And then we got a long, long off season, Luke. Emphasis. Anything on else before we wrap it? Can, can you imagine speaking of long, if the magic, get the, Hey, Hey, yo, uh, if the magic get the number one pick and you got to wait till, summer league to see Wemby play and then you got to wait till preseason like when we got the number one pick last year we didn't really know what was going to happen and so it was just like it wasn't like a hurry up and wait scenario because we were breaking down everybody don't get me wrong 
we were convinced of Jabari being the pick, but we still were, you know, scouting these other guys. If the Magic got the number one pick, that would be the longest offseason known to man. All I have to say is Joel Glass better not be busy May 16th. That's true. That dude needs to be in the lottery room again. Hey, I went back and I watched like our live stream from Harry Buffalo that yeah. night. As the lottery is starting, mm-hmm. I turn to you and Kevin and I'm like, Joel Glass looks hyped because mm-hmm. they had like this shot inside yeah. the drawing room and Joel Glass just had this big smile on his face and I had a funny feeling and I was like, dude, the, the dude looks hyped. And then it came out that, you know, Joel Glass was in the room where it happened and the Magic won the lottery there. Joel Glass, Jamal Mosley. They've, they've got to be representing the Magic. Dust off the old 16th. ping pong balls and get them in there, boys. Yep. Get in there. Yep. All right. Let's wrap it up. That's going to do it for this episode. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.